0: Welcome to the History Voyager, a podcast about history. As always, the zillion podcasts out there. Thank you very, very much for listening to mine. Okay, this is a COVID episode. This is the Delta COVID episode that I have been talking about on Twitter. It's a little bit behind, but that's mainly my fault and also the fault of the weather and Some random yard work being done by some people. But anyway, I just wanted to say some of the things up top. The Delta variant of COVID is very, very contagious. It's as contagious as the chicken pox. One third of the patients that have Delta COVID catch long COVID. That is long COVID, L-O-N-G, COVID. Now, I thought I would read to you some of the, I guess, the effects of long COVID on people. The loss of taste and smell, which isn't as, you know, innocuous as it sounds. That's actually brain damage because what's going on is the brain is being blocked from receiving messages about taste and smell um, we can have memory loss you can have heart problems uh, you can have um, very you know your 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 cardiovascular capacity your lung capacity is greatly reduced you know um, and there's many many other things like aches and pains and these aren't uh, aches and pains similar to a flu or a cold they're much more than that and there's many many other things the the thing you need to understand about Delta COVID is that it attacks the central nervous system and it's as contagious as the chicken pox now think about that and I'm just saying this up top so that if you have other things to do in your day and you you don't um you know you don't have time to listen to the the 28 minutes remaining you can you can hit pause right now but you need to get the vaccine i got the vaccine um it basically it knocked me out for maybe half a day the second dose um but Please get the vaccine, um, you know. And also, when you talk about vaccines, the thing you need to talk about is a lot of you have the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine. A lot of you have uh, the chicken pox vaccine, um, et cetera. So vaccines aren't new. And this disease, COVID, they've actually been working on this vaccine for 20 years as I go into in the episode um you know that basically the COVID uh family of of viruses was identified in 2001 um if you remember SARS um that was the first of these and it has gotten progressively worse in the last 20 years in fact if you put On a graph, all of the, you know, Cove family of viruses, all the deaths in the last 20 years, the thing you'll notice is that in 19, starting in 19 and now, the the death total is rising tremendously, has risen tremendously in the last, you know, two, two years, 19 to now, than it did in the previous years since COVID-19 has been interpolated. So this this virus is increasing in lethality. Please, please, please get a vaccine. Um, 72% of hospital beds in America are taken now by COVID patients. I've read that. I've also read that only 39% of my state of Georgia is vaccinated. Please get a vaccine. Um, Anyway, folks, um, this is a special episode of the History Voyager podcast. And I'm just going to throw it out on the feed. Um, And this right here is the pull-out section. If you only have five minutes, um, this section's for you. So, to recap... um, the virus is as contagious as chickenpox, and a third of the victims of this virus—that is, a third of the people who get it—get long haul COVID, which is a, a large percentage of these people. And if the Delta variant is any, you know, indication of where this is going, the next you know the next variant is going to be more contagious than Delta and so on so please get the vaccine and you don't have to care about COVID anymore and I know that sounds horrible but it's true I, you know I'm, I'm vaccinated folks and all my friends basically are, are vaccinated I'm I'm only doing this because I care about you people because I care about humanity you know I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm I'm doing this because I'm a nice person. All right. So, please get a vaccine. And um, if you only had 6 minutes and 31 seconds to devote to a podcast, you can now go about your day. All right. See you later. All right. Stick around, everybody else. <laughs> COVID-19 comes from a family of viruses called the Cove family. This family of viruses came into prevalence in 2003 with the basically the interpolation of SARS. The SARS pandemic was worldwide, yet nonetheless killed fewer than 81,000 people around the world. Of course, that number could have been higher based on you know, medical records being ill-kept and so on. But basically it was the background noise of death in the year 2003 to 2004, and also it was a winter disease. This fact would throw researchers a curveball when it came to COVID-2, or what we call COVID-19. In fact, many people, when you situate COVID among what I'll call the micro pandemics that typified 2000 to 2020. We're expecting something that would yield maybe a handful of deaths, nothing on the order of 600,000 plus deaths that COVID has, has yielded thus far. And again, this number is highly suspect because improper medical records or you know the virus might have changed to the point where um certain symptoms weren't uh even within the virus that now are or for example medical science had to learn about this virus on the fly so they didn't know about say for example the neurological involvement or the paralytic involvement with the with the nervous system in the lungs or even as I record this now, not that much is known about the theta variant of the COVID-19 virus just as an example. So, you know, the the medical establishment has had to learn about this disease on the fly and and many Americans are not really used to that at all. COVID-19 was interpolated as a separate virus within the COVID family in 2019, that's why it's called COVID-19, by a ophthalmologist in China, in the city of Wuhan. This was unfortunate for a few reasons. One, because Wuhan has been the home of the Chinese equivalent to the CDC. And two, in the basically in the Chinese equivalent of the CDC, they are doing... Gain-of-function research, which is very controversial. It's essentially something that led to the first of many, many conspiracy theories. One was that uh, the virus was caused by 5G. One was that the virus was a weapon of war by the Chinese. This is actually a very popular conspiracy theory across Asia, as I found out while I was promoting my podcast in Asia. However, this is a a zoonautical virus, which basically means it comes from animals interacting with humans. Long-time listeners of my podcast will know that most viruses in the world in the history of the world, have come from the region we now call China. So, in one respect, it's absolutely well within the realm of possibility to me that any virus at all comes from the region of the world we today call China. And in another respect, this is basically a, you want to call it a time bomb or something, because what you have is a rising hegemon, which, if you look in the history of the world, had been, you know, the hegemon for quite a while, and now is returning to that after what they call the century of humiliation. And so, obviously, a lot of powers all over the world are, are you know a little scared of what we call the, um, you know, COVID-2 or coronavirus or, you know, COVID-19. And they're a little scared of it because it accidentally fits into a sort of a narrative. And the narrative is that this, this could be a weapon of war because China obviously would want to assert global dominance uh, through using, um, you know, chemical warfare agents. And, you know, again, and this is something that I've learned in my interview portions of my podcast, there are a whole lot of people in in all over the world that are having to negotiate um, a reality where the United States is not the hegemonic superpower anymore. It is, uh, still, as I'm speaking into, into this microphone. But everybody just about it can see the day when it isn't. And a lot of people all over the world are trying to negotiate how to how to deal with that. Today, as I record this, um, for example, uh, Afghanistan is, you know, essentially being given back to the Taliban. And there there are some people already that have decided that basically uh, Afghanistan will become a client state of the Chinese and that the Taliban will use that to basically, you know, resume being a launching pad for global terror. Now, Whether that's true or not doesn't really matter. But it just, you know, I kind of think that a lot of news stories and a lot of stories in general are going to have a Chinese angle to them from now on. And COVID-19, while not the first one of these, is certainly the first one that is very, very important. The disease coming from China was something that would grow to become very suspicious on the part of a lot of people, and not just Americans, but folks all over the world, um, because China is a rising superpower, which, of course, it was that for thousands of years prior to the 20th century, a rising superpower, you know, continually rising, and it's very unfortunate that this disease in some ways was the illustration not just of the American culture but of the Chinese culture. It was, you, you could see their soft power because Wuhan, China was just about the worst place this thing could have come from because you have so much manufacturing that happens there and, and such, and you have so many flights that are taken by executives from all over the world going to check on factories and, and things like that. And also you have the upper crust of Wuhan that are able to fly around and, and spread this disease. And when you couple this with the Chinese regimen of Secrecy and Control... you you begin to see how, how this disease literally was cloaked in secret for far too long as it was able to spread around the globe. That fact was very unfortunate for a couple of reasons. One, China is not an open society. And two, it quickly became political based on the geopolitical aims of what you want to call the the global west or the global north or the industrialized powers. The COVID family of viruses is something that is very rapidly mutating because it's an animal-based virus, specifically a mammal-based virus. For my long-time listeners of my podcast, I did a podcast episode on the Spanish flu where I went into the basics of what a virus is. Essentially, the way a virus gets to a human is, you want to say, bird plus mammal on the menu. So what will happen is a virus will manifest itself in a bird's lower GI tract, and they will have massive amounts of droppings in which an A mammal, specifically a mammal that we eat, humans that is, uh, will get in those droppings and the virus will manifest in their, essentially their respiratory system. Now that being said, viruses can attack a number of things like nervous systems and things like that, but their first entry point is usually through the respiratory system, at least in humans and other mammals. Right now on August the 14th, 2021 at 2:01 in the east, Albany, Georgia, that's a small town in southwest Georgia, is a COVID hotspot on earth. 23% of all hospital beds in the state of Georgia are COVID patients. We have hospitals in Texas that are operating at 130% capacity. You literally have patients that are basically on desks and in chairs. I've read tweets where medical staff has to send people out to get cots at outdoor supply stores and put people on cots. Personally, I think we've entered into the new phase of the pandemic. In this phase of the pandemic, we need to stop thinking about the pandemic as essentially a one-size-fits-all pandemic. That is a pandemic that basically people need to be afraid of. That is, all people need to be afraid of. If you're vaccinated, this is essentially what you've always been told it was by certain media outlets and a certain former president. That is, this pandemic is essentially basically like the flu or a cold. If you're not vaccinated, however, this pandemic is very, very, very different. Delta-COVID attacks the central nervous system of the human. It'll gain a foothold in the nervous system in the lungs. That is something that Alpha COVID and beta-COVID did not gain a foothold in. That is the nervous system in the lungs. It will then basically paralyze the lungs. There's a doctor in Albany, that is Albany, Georgia, that was interviewed by the Atlanta Journal Constitution. And he recounted the fact that basically COVID patients are starving for air. They're literally drowning in their own fluids. Now, when I read up on the Spanish flu, the thing that impressed me was the Spanish flu had been knocking around the state of Kansas and the Midwest for several years before Dr. Milner had happened upon it. And when he happened upon it, he happened upon entire homesteads. That had been killed by the flu and we call it the flu because that's what they called it. Me- medical science today doesn't actually think it was a flu at all. So from here on out I'm actually going to refer to the Spanish flu as the Spanish flu basically just because of common nomenclature. Well when I was reading about the flu the thing that impressed me was that it started out slow and attacked the weak, and then it attacked the strong. If you look at it, the Delta COVID variant is attacking working-age people, mainly unvaccinated working-age people. What do I mean by mainly? You have, if you are vaccinated, greater than a 99% chance of never catching COVID. You might catch a basically unsymptomatic covid which is to be expected because what the vaccine does is prevent you from getting symptoms of covid19 it does not prevent you from catching covid19 this is why it is incumbent upon people to get a vaccination now we also need to understand that this vaccine though it has been released in the last year They've been working on the COVID vaccine ever since SARS back in 2003. So really, it's been, you know, in the development pipeline for several years at this point. The main thing I want to get across is the anatomy of this wave of the pandemic. Most of your cases from COVID are, like I said, non-vaccinated cases, also, most of the cases by far are from the South. The southern state of Louisiana has more COVID 19 than any other country in the world. It exceeds the rate of Botswana and also the Eastern European country of Georgia. In fact, five of the eight worst outbreaks in the world are all. Southern U.S. states. That said, we've entered into a gray area with the pandemic. It's kind of a, for lack of a much better word, it's sort of the postmodern phase of the pandemic. Now, for the first time in this country at least, you can actually choose to ignore it if you get the vaccine, like I've said. So I, I feel like we're going to have this invisible pandemic now with us for years. We now understand that COVID-19 doesn't really have what you call a season because we're eclipsing the, the peak of the pandemic in terms of the cases and the deaths. And we're now in the heart of the summer here on August 14th, 2021. But I have some good news. A fully vaccinated person who's been vaccinated against COVID-19 has between a 0.01% chance to a 0.029% chance of catching COVID at all. That is symptomatic breakthrough COVID. So it does actually happen, but it doesn't happen in a large, you know, basically a large um, amount now, the thing we need to understand about Delta COVID is Delta COVID has a similar infection rate as chickenpox. So, the chickenpox is incredibly contagious. A child can can go to a mall and give chickenpox to every child in that mall, for example. And there have been some pretty scary stories that, you know, you can find about children getting COVID-19. And actually, that's the, um, the main feature of, of Delta that this doctor in Albany, Georgia, talks about, is that there's a lot of children with COVID now, and you can see that in a, in a lot of places. Actually, Ware County, Georgia, which is a small county in southeast Georgia on the border with Florida, had to close down its 11 uh, school school system because of an outbreak of COVID. There's also been outbreaks all over the state and indeed all over the country, which have caused schools to close down. People, the masks work. Masks and social distancing do, in fact, work. You can see in the in the um, Basically, the line of COVID infections, you can see this trough of infections, which is due to the masking and social distancing guidelines that were issued by the CDC. Now, again, as we all know, we live in a free country in this society. So you can decide not to mask or socially distance if you want. But I mean, if there's a disease, that is as contagious as the chicken pox floating around out there. And again, here's something that I've had to butt my head against a lot. You know, the authorities, the healthcare authorities, for some reason they they keep um, harping uh, or talking about the relatively low fatality rate from COVID nineteen. And that is true, honestly. But what there is is a very, very high rate of, you know, after effects from COVID, such as, for example, heart problems and and cardiovascular problems, and also, you know, um, strokes are common, blood clots are common. I've spoken personally to people all across this country that have had multiple people, that have had had to have amputations, etc. And one of the things for the long-time listeners of my podcast, one of the things that you might remember is there's this, basically, an epidemic of, of missing people in this country. And some of this may well be homelessness, honestly. But I wonder... Honestly, I wonder if some of this really is due to people are dead. And, you know, there's no loved one per se that really looks in on them closely. So there's nobody to miss them immediately. And also, we need to understand that in order to die of COVID, and I said this again in my Spanish flu podcast, In order to die of COVID, you have to drop dead in the vicinity of a county coroner who thinks you could have died from COVID. Now, there's an awful lot of people, there's an awful lot of stories in this country of people who believe that they can't catch COVID because, for various unscientific reasons. And, you know... There's no need to think that that doesn't extend even to county corners in some cases. You know, I mean, here's the deal, folks. This disease is very, very um, new, and it's also changing, and that's one of the hallmarks of COVID the COVID family is that they can um mutate in inside animals very rapidly which leads to the other reason people want you to wear a mask because right now we're fighting the COVID we understand if it mutates enough scientists might not understand it you have to remember that the cove family viruses was identified 20 years ago so Really, this vaccine has been in the works for 20 years. And only because the coronavirus, you know, the lethality of the coronavirus increased to the point that it did, did they step up the the vaccine research um, efforts. I actually spoke with a tech journalist um, in an unreleased podcast, and he sort of laid my uh, fears to rest about this vaccine because they're using blockchain technology to chain all these computers together and increase computing power to to make this vaccine possible and to get it out as fast as it did so if you're vaccine hesitant because you're thinking this is a new vaccine it's not they've been working on it for 20 something years at this point and you sh- you really should take it i've i've had it and there's no ill effects beyond the second dose, I think I was out for like a day, um, you know, just needed to take a nap for a day or something, so maybe schedule some off time at work, um, if you need to. Anyway, that's the deal, folks. This this vaccine prevents you from, from catching a, a disease that's as contagious as the chicken pox and much, much more deadly, um... And also, I think if you don't do this, I've got to say that COVID is going to be around, you know, for much longer. And it's also the chances are very, very high that it might uh, mutate into something that science might have to go back to the drawing board with the vaccine. And and we don't want to do that. Obviously, we we don't want to do that. And we, we don't want to do that for people's businesses and for, you know just the the lives and the the time we lost and but more than the time we lost are the stories that I've heard the stories of people who have loved ones that have lost arms from this disease or that have you know that struggle to walk because of how it compromises your cardiovascular system you know like I say, one of the pet peeves I have with this with this virus, is, or with I guess the uh, the way the media and the experts talk about the virus is with the lethality of it. And okay, yeah, fine. It's back from the dark room now. We we know that most people, as of right now, are not going to die from COVID, at least from the uh, what, what we call initial hospital visit from COVID. But you're going to incur healthcare costs for decades after that. And the thing you have to understand is studies show a third of all people with the Delta variant have long-haul COVID. Now, long-haul COVID affects... You know the memory; it affects uh, your cognitive ability. It also affects your heart and lungs. Really, it's a bad deal. You know, there's a a list of effects of long haul COVID that is just really bad. And think about it: if you have a a virus where it's as contagious as the chickenpox, so the thing with the chickenpox is you can have one kid go to a school and give that entire school chickenpox, okay? So think about one kid going to a school with Delta COVID and giving that entire school Delta COVID, and then think about like a third of those kids coming down with, you know, heart problems, memory problems, cognition problems. The list goes on and on. So please, please get a vaccine. And the reason we want adults to get a vaccine is because, yes, the vaccine for the children is coming out, but it's not coming out. You know, it's not being distributed fast enough. And I want to give you an example of what I mean. In the state of Georgia, 39 percent of adults are vaccinated. That's pretty amazing. That's that's terrible, actually. It's, a better word for that. So there it is, folks. You've got a virus that's as contagious as chickenpox, And a third of these people will have effects that cripple their lives basically for the rest of their lives. And there's no treatment for long haul COVID that anybody knows uh, as of yet. But, you know, please get a vaccine.